the Australian Road Research Board has just done some research on whether outdoor advertising distracts drivers. Their press release has the heading, Outdoor Ads Can Improve Driver Performance. Our good friend and motoring journalist from Adelaide, Paul Morell, had a certain incredulity when he saw that heading. And to discuss the matter, he joins us on the line now. Good day, Paul. Hello, David. You struggled a little with both the heading and then the content of the press release? Well, first of all, I had to get my mouth closed after I read that, David. I found that very, very hard to believe or, or give any credibility to whatsoever. We all tend to get research and listen to it and, and say, well, it must be correct. But in this case, I'm not sure it is. The important point is that from a technical point of view, it was a measurement of only two locations, both similar traffic lights, I believe, in inner city areas. They only measured two things, which was whether people went across the stop line or didn't stop fully and went partially across the stop line or whether they wandered in the lane. They then measured it for a while and then they put up some advertising with and without. My point is that that is a very limited number of situations and measurements. And so what might have worked in that situation might have nothing to do with, to my mind, 110 kilometres an hour on a country road. I think you're exactly correct, David. I think it's very dangerous to base conclusions like these on limited data. I mean, the ordinary possibilities of statistical error start to come into play here. And as you say, there are only two locations. They're only testing really two reactions to a distraction. Mm. And I just question the whole methodology, to be honest. Well, they do say can improve. And I'll touch a little bit on where they're coming from. But what worries me... I tried to get the full report, but they don't give me a direct link to that. I have to go through hoops to try and get that, which I think is a shame. Mm. If you are going to put summaries up on the internet for people to look at, I would like to be able to get the full report. I don't think it should be that hard. The summary, the technical background, was, I believe, written by the client who are the Outdoor Media Association. Mm. And while they do have the general heading to this information leaflet, Can Outdoor Advertising Make Roads Safer? They have a subheading in there that says, quote, Research Shows Outdoor Advertising Helps. Yeah. They do have an interesting point that sometimes that advertising can be road safety and so that might flag a memory of a road safety issue. And the other point they make is that a lot of distraction is within the car, people either texting or children interrupting them, and something that gets your eyes up and on the road may have a direction there. But my big point still goes down to we have not looked at that across the board. Now... Paul, you've been in marketing and advertising. You've probably written a number of campaigns that have included this. Not all outside ads are equal in terms of their distraction, are they? No, of course they're not. And not all outdoor advertising is is distracting to all people. I mean, Hmm. you and I, for example, may be well distracted by a a very attractive woman on on a billboard, whereas my wife wouldn't look twice at it. She'd probably be looking at the fashion poster across the road so yes there there are so many variables in this and those variables 
I mean, to do an effective research exercise on it would it would be a major project. You'd need to include all those variables and and exclude the problems that that arise throughout them. You talked in a way that the Mail may look at a particular ad. There was an ad for an underwear company that had a very leggy lady there and on the outside of the billboard was actually a dress of material which blew up in the wind. Now, you saw nothing more than what you would see on the beach, possibly less in many ways, yet that notion of seeing the forbidden fruit was something that not only took your immediate attention but might have taken your attention for a long time while you waited for the wind to blow. <laughs> it's a very good point. I wish I'd seen that. Uh, I wish I'd seen that outdoor poster. It sounds like it would have been worth watching. <laughs> you might have been proud of it as a campaign. <laughs> I could have put it in my portfolio, David. The thing to remember, though, with research, or the thing to remember with this is that if you're stopped at a set of traffic lights and there's a poster there, I mean, posters don't necessarily communicate instantaneously. You do need to read them, and sometimes you need to interpret them, and if they're cleverly done... Sometimes you need to spend some time working out what they're about. Now, if you're sitting at a set of traffic lights, that's okay, except you're still being distracted. I mean, we've all been stuck behind some some numpty who's sitting there reading a poster instead of watching traffic lights. But if you're travelling down a freeway at 110 k's an hour, you're covering a lot of ground in a very short period of time. And even if your distraction is momentary, in that time you will have travelled tens or hundreds of metres. So it becomes a really important factor. Yes, there are plenty of distractions, there's no question. Lots of things are a distraction from a car. Pedestrians can be distracting. Shop windows can be distracting. Cars for sale on the side of the road can be distracting. Anything can be distracting if you let it be distracting. But outdoor advertising, by its very nature, is designed to get your attention. Mm. Its sole purpose is to get your attention and tell you something, communicate something to you. So it is deliberately designed to distract you as you drive down the road. And, as you say, it can vary on on its success and how complicated it is. I'll come to that in a moment. But one of the things you said about people sitting there reading the sign rather than going, I would have liked them to measure the stalling rate, how long it took people to react at the front of the queue, for example, or if gaps develop. But, again, it may not be a total answer, but it might be a way of at least covering concerns that the public have. The other thing, then, is moving pictures. When we had the 2000 Olympics, there was the suggestion that we might put up a big digital screen showing highlights at a major intersection within Sydney. Now, if you are sitting there waiting for an ad to be clear and understanding. What might you be doing if you were waiting for the highlights, for the goal? And you'd miss the end result quite often. Yeah. You'd see the start of the race and never see the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> or you'd jump out and put the bonnet up so you could see whether they scored or not. Look, I, I'm coming to be, be just serious for a moment about this, David. I, I have to question, what is the, what's the motivation behind this research? Why are they doing this research? What's, the, what are the, what's their long-term goal in doing research about outdoor advertising not being distracting? I can only assume it's to justify the fact that outdoor advertising should be allowed along freeways and next to roads. I can't think of any other reason why they would do research to say that advertising isn't distracting. Therefore, there's a whole element of self-interest here uh, or self-justification. 
I find the whole thing a little strange. Well, they do note that, of course, that the government bodies make money out of this advertising, which they say they can put back into safety measures. Again, the balance of that, I think, has to be careful. There's been a fair amount of work done on distraction Mm. from a safety point of view as to what it might be. But again, it comes to, particularly now that we're getting signs that are variable message, they might have one screen and then it'll go to the other. The dwell time becomes a very big issue. That if I know the screen is going to change, I might look at it until it does change. And so if it has a dwell time of 30 seconds, all hell can break loose. And there's a big, there's a big push to make a constant dwell time of I think five to ten seconds but the, the, the point about that again is it depends on the circumstances it depends on the message it depends on whether there's one two or three or more messages there and I think we have to be very careful about a generic oh it's all right or even it's better type of line mm. that we don't apply across the board I also question this it may improve driver performance by stopping you from being distracted by something inside the car. To me, by definition, that's just replacing one distraction with another. Yes, that if we've measured most distraction is within the car, if we make advertising better, that doesn't mean that it stops distraction. As you say, it might merely change it in another direction. Sometimes the best, best intentions go, go horribly awry. Well, not that long ago, I think I was in a Holden. And up on the screen, the centre screen on the top of the console came a thing like, do not be distracted within the car, pay attention to the road at all times. <laughs> and, and then you had, <laughs> and, but you had to distract yourself to read that message and then you had to press a button or actually touch the screen in order to get rid of that message and get back to the sat that I wanted on there in the first place. So, I mean, it's a wonderful intention, mm. which is doing quite the opposite of what it was intended. There's also the question of credibility too. If someone puts up an incredibly distracting sign or amongst many signs and so on and then says, oh, no, but we've proved it because of research in this narrow area, they won't use the word narrow, but they've proved it in that research, then all science is diminished to some degree. Even if they're right, I think we have to go much further in explaining and trying to say what it's leading to. There is a whole pile of research from psychologists and and behavioural people that understand or look into these things. But, gee, I think we have to be very careful, given the media will read a headline and run with that. Oh, as we know, of course. I mean, we, you and I depend on people reading headlines and never reading the text. <laughs> it's, amazing. it's amazing what you can get away with with a clever headline. <laughs> but as I said, it goes back to it goes back to my point. I mean, what is the what is the the fundamental purpose of them doing this research unless it is to convince people that yes, it's quite okay to have lots of signs up all around our roads? Hmm. I can't imagine any other purpose for that research than to justify their case for being allowed to continue putting up outdoor signs and that won't change I mean I doubt that we'll rip them all down but you know even if we did rip down all the outdoor signage in the world all the outdoor advertising there are still a a thousand and one distractions around the car at any given time so it's not it's only going to reduce one distraction not all of them you'd have to eliminate beautiful scenic views as well I suppose we'd all travel down freeways with high and anonymous walls all the way down both sides 
Well, there's a, a sound deadening impact for that for, for people on the other side of the wall. But yes, yeah, I think it it's one that we need to talk about carefully and we need to make sure that the profession is doing it, is explaining why it's doing it, is showing what it really means, but also doesn't allow one headline to allow a carte blanche application of sign any new signposts with videos and any amount of distraction it needs to be looked at you know horses for courses very thoroughly absolutely and it needs to be looked at in a in context and in an overall you know, broader picture hmm. rather than you know a very specific type focus which is what seems to be the purpose of this research in the first place I think the research does point us to other things, but I don't think it totally solves or answers or defines the situation at all. Paul, lovely to talk to you as always. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you, David. That's Paul Morell, and we were talking there about outdoor ads. Do they improve or do they distract drivers and their driving performance?